Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise God. Listen to this one. I got uh, tonight, you know, I want you to just give us a little refresher, a little faith refresher, and I'm gonna slide over to my notes first. I'm gonna slide on down. Kaylee, just so you're watching, I'm sliding over to my my side over there. Uh, I want you to write these down. How many of you know that we're in a time of prayer? And as we're in a time of prayer, I want you to basically spend that time, not just focused, but spend that time. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1. Matthew 6 and verse 1. And I w- I'm going to give you specific points that are going to help you. Matthew 6 and 1. Look what it says here. Take heed that you do not do your alms before men to be seen in them. Otherwise, you have your reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Keep going. You're going to like this. Therefore, when you do your alms, do not sound the trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have the glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Watch verse 3. But when you do alms, don't let your left hand know what the right hand's doing. That thine alms may be in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret, himself shall reward thee openly. See, everything you do, everything you're doing privately, eventually is going to come out publicly. Nothing, nothing's hidden from God. You know what I'm saying? So it might look like, well, I'm in here sowing and praying and doing. Now, God said, whatever you do privately, publicly, it's coming out. So what's that mean? That means don't think anything you do that's unseen isn't going to work for you a greater response in the earth. You know, they went and showed up for prayer tonight, the people that were praying. And I said, look, you praying? You praying? You know, when you're praying, it's kind of empty sometimes. You're alone and you're just praying. No, 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 no. God said, whatever you do in private, I'm going to bring you out public. That thine alms may be in secret. What the Father seeth in secret, himself shall reward thee what? Openly. He said, what you do secretly, I'm going to reward you openly. That means nothing's wasted time with God. You know what I'm saying? He said, well, I'm spending more time praying. Don't worry about it. What you do in private is going to come out in public. Amen? Don't you worry about that. It's a law. Look at verse 5. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love standing in the synagogue in the corner of the street, screaming and yelling all day. You know, you seen the man. They have their reward. But when you pray, enter into that closet. And when the house shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. Here we go. Ready? And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. See, he said, what you do in secret is coming out public. So your prayer life is never sometimes an empty moment where nothing is going to come of it. It's definitely going to come of it. But I want to give you some powerful points to help you on your journey of prayer because hopefully as this season of life, you're taking some time praying. It's a little prayer refresher. Number one, here's number one prayer point I want you to know. Be specific and stand on God's promises. This is how you do it. Now, Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just write these down. Be specific and stand on God's promises. Are you doing that? 
Well, you know, I don't know how specific I am. Well, you better get real specific. Now, why do we got to get specific? Because until you become specific, nothing is going to become dynamic. You understand that? You got to get specific. What, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? Can't be like, well, you know, no, you can't be vague with God. You got to be detailed with God. Because you got to get a vision to see it. And if you can't, if you can't explain it, you can't see it yet. Did you get that law? I'm going to say that again because some of you missed it. Why does God want you to be specific? Because if it's not specific, you don't see it yet. And if you don't see it yet, he can't give it to you. You understand it? You see what I'm saying? If you're like, oh, I want this, you don't even know what you want, how in the world have you already conceived it? Specific means you've conceived it, you see it, it's pretty much real to you. If it's vague, I don't even know if you got it yet. So get specific in your praying and what you're praying for. Because you got to see yourself with the answer. How are you going to see yourself with something you can't see? Get detailed. I'm not saying you got to get every little, you know, little, little thing going on. But you got to get more detailed than, well, I want this. I want a house. Or we're just going to use that. Well, what kind of house you want? A house. You know what I mean? That ain't, that ain't specific. I want this. No, 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 no. Now, some things, you know, they're easy to pray. I want health and this and that, you know. Certain things are easy. But certain things, you got to be specific in them. Step number one to receiving answer to prayer is decide what you want from God and find scriptures or the scriptures that definitely promise you these things. you got to find scriptural proof. Write that down. So many times we are indefinite in our praying. I'd rather take a couple minutes and get some wisdom of scriptures and then go pray than go pray without no scriptural support. Write this down. i got to pray according to the word. i got to... Now, see, you're going to see something about prayer. There is a side of prayer that is like this. It's kind of like communication with God. You know, you just talk like, hey. But then there's the supplication side of God. And then there's the, let's just say like this. There's the legal side of prayer. And there's the personal side of prayer. Is that okay? Personal side of prayer is I go in there. God, you know, I'm just transparent. You can almost talk about where you're at. I'm struggling doing good, need help, blah, blah, blah. That's the personal side of prayer. Kind of just talk to God. You know what I mean? Just fellowship with him. Worship him. Do all that stuff. You know, stuff you're supposed to be doing. But how about this? There's a personal side of prayer, and there's a legal side of prayer. That's the legal side of prayer. Why in the world is the earth going to give you what is your believing for and your prayer life? Now, personal prayer is great. But let's say this, the spiritual side of prayer or the legal side of prayer needs to have scriptural proof and evidence because something in the earth is going to try to hold back what God said you can have. And your scriptural evidence is the proof of the title deed of what you're believing God for. So watch this, until you become scriptural, you don't really have a right in the earth for what you're believing for until you have biblical proof for God to manifest it. You see what I'm saying? So you say, well, I'm believing. 
Well, what is your evidence of your faith? Until you find the word, your faith don't have no evidence. See it? Because where does faith come from? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So when you got the word of God, you got faith. If you don't have the word of God, you got maybe not the faith you think you got. So how do I find scriptures for all this stuff? Well, that's where you come in. You got to go get them. You got to go find them. You know, I tell that story about the guy who was believing God for the plane, you know, and the guy was like, where in the world am I going to find a plane in the Bible? <laughs> you know, and the, it's, in, it's in there, <laughs> a flying bird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a flying bird that will cause your words to fly on its wings or something. How's that thing go? Yeah. Yeah, cause you to fly in the high places of the earth. It's going to carry your word. I was like, Jesus, God. And the guy goes in a meeting, and he was believing God for the plane. And the guy who gave him a prophecy, he said, your, your, your plane's in the Bible. The guy said, well, I've been believing God for that plane. He said, yeah, it's in, it's in Ecclesiastes, ain't it somewhere? It's in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 or whatever it was. And he said he found it, the iron bird flying in the sky, taking you on the wings or some stuff. They found all this stuff. I was like, my God in heaven, you can find anything in that book. Ain't that true? Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Well, we're going to find scripture. You've got to find scriptural proof to access your promise. That's what prayer. Prayer is not. See, this is what I, I, I'm telling you. I believe this. You go in there. God, I love you. Work for God. And then walk in there with your legal book. Now, here's what I'm saying. God is not the person trying to keep this stuff from you. But when you go in there and plead your case, go, okay, here's why I'm believing God for wealth. Because you said in Proverbs, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. I found it. You said, come on, by your stripes. I mean, you said. Now, once you get that, walk out and tell the earth. See, the earth, see, the devil's trying to keep this stuff from you. So when you're praying and you're standing on those promises, you're putting God in remembrance of his word. What are you telling the earth, though? You're telling the earth, I believe what God said, not what you're saying. And you're standing there, and it's not going it's, to, it's, it's getting your soul to open this, what God has already said. That's what the Word's doing. The Word's changing your life. You see it? Does it make sense? So you're going in there, and it's bringing confidence from that Word. But it's legal, it's legal proof that you deserve. What do you say? Now, listen, who's the only one holding this stuff back? The enemy. He's in the earth trying to cause interference. But guess what? He can't cause interference for too long. Sooner or later, he got to give it up. Don't get weary and well-doing. Just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Listen, I'm telling you this. Pray according to the Word of God. Too few Christians realize the importance of God's Word in prayer. We know faith begins where the will of God is known. Where the will of God is known, faith begins. You know the funny thing about a seed? You know the funny thing about a seed? A seed is the beginning of it. It ain't the end. Does that make sense? The seed is the beginning. You ever plant a seed in the ground? That ain't, that's just the beginning. That ain't the end. Now we got time involved. But you see what I'm saying? So some of this stuff, you got, you got seed, you got seed faith for some of this stuff. You're just putting it in the ground. You know what I mean? Your prayers are just putting it in the ground sometimes. It's not the end of the matter. Some things are quick and instant. Other things are not. Don't get weary into it. Find scriptures that definitely promise the things you ask for. If the scriptures don't promise you things you're desiring, you don't have any business praying for those things. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, I want, I don't know what you want. People are crazy. You shouldn't want anything the Word of God says you shouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? So where's your scriptural proof? I'm not trying to be, like, goofy with this thing, but where are you? Where is it? How you going to know? Many, see, here's what happens. You can't, write this down. You can't pray beyond your faith. Is that okay? You can't pray beyond your faith. So where's faith come? From the Word. So if you got the Word, you got the faith for it. If you don't have the Word for it, you probably ain't got the faith for it. And I'm not picking on your faith, but how are you going to have faith for something you don't even know is in the Word? So don't go there. Say, everybody got, why? This is easy. You know, sometimes I'm not trying to bring this up. You got faith for healing? If you got healing scriptures, you do. See, you can't mentally agree with the Word of God. Too many people agree. Well, I agree, but I don't know if it's for me. You can't just, you got to have faith for it. Well, I don't see it. Thank God I don't walk by what I see. So you got to have scriptural proof. Now, why do you got to have legal proof? For God? No. For you and the enemy. You and the enemy. See, the devil's going to say, what makes you think you got? I got paperwork for it. I got paperwork. You ain't going to leave knowing you got paperwork for something. See, watch this. When you don't know what's the will of God for your life, you forfeit it. If you don't believe it's the will of God for your life, you'll quit on it. But if you know it's the word of God for your life, I ain't going nowhere. Give me my stuff. See it? If you don't know it's the will of God, well, maybe God don't want me. Hush your mouth. You find it in that book? Look, here, you want a mystery? There's a mystery of the kingdom. If you found it, you got a right to it. Do you hear that? You know, one time I was hanging out with Brother Norval, and I, he said something. It was funny. He said, i never forget this. He said, he said, you know why God sent me there? I told you this story. He said, you want to know why? Let's just someone will ask him. Why did God send you to cast out devils at a kid that lost his mind? He said, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I got to go all the way from Cleveland and Chattanooga, I got to drive, right? You know where Chattanooga is. That's a 45-minute, 40-minute ride. Whatever you traffic over there, you get jacked up, right? He got to go there, right turn, left. But can you imagine this? Driving the car, right turn, left turn, get on the road, go over here. You heard the story. You're talking about get out, you the guy. I said, Brother Norman, I said, I need to know why God. He said, you know what? Lester Summerall asked me the same question. I said, well, I felt smart that day. I felt good. I said, I want to know why. I want to know why. He said, I don't know. I said, I thought. He said, you know what Lester told me? I said, no, tell me. He said, he told me you were the only one who knew what to do. That's why God sent you. Man, it hit me like a ton of books. Man, right in the head. Boom. I said, got it. I said, do you know what to do? And he said, kid lost his mind. He couldn't. He, stood, he sat there, for, stood on one foot for like five, six hours. Didn't blink. Didn't move. Sat there stuck. Purple junk started rosing out of his mouth, all this crazy stuff. I took Will, me and Will went swimming with him. <laughs> I see Will, I'm laughing. Me and Will went swimming with him. We had carried pool noodles. We look weird, but it's all right. We did it. I got Will in trouble, too. I said, tell Will what he's supposed to do. <laughs> remember, he, I tell, remember I set you up? I was like, Brother Norman, Will wants to know how to cast out devils. <laughs> you take authority over him. I was like, oh, brother, praise the Lord. I have, I have. I won't play around no more. But I got something out of this meeting listening to him tell me. This was good. He said, I knew if it was in front of me, I could handle it. Man, you better get that. 
If it's in front of you, you know the, you know the way to get it done. You say, I just went through a bunch of junk. You know where to get through it. God ain't never going to put you in front of something you don't know how to handle it. You just got to figure it out. Don't you ever think, you're not overwhelmed. Let's see baby Christians crying about everything. Everything ain't working right. Nothing in life works right. Wake up. But you're able to handle it. Count it all joy. I'm going to count this mess joy. Count it joy that I got the answer living inside of me. How am I going to get through this nightmare? I don't know, but I got the answer maker on the inside. We'll figure it out. How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. You understand? Don't you get the point? Well, there ain't no hope. Baloney, you got God, there's hope. Amen? I'm telling you, that's how this stuff. So I was like, that's what I'm saying. Get some word. If you got the word, you got the access. If you got the access, you got the promise. If you got the promise, you got the word. You can do this thing, but you got to have scripture. Most people don't have scripture approved. Why is it? Well, it's in the Bible. What the heck's that mean? It's in the Bible. I don't know what that means. I've heard people tell me that. Well, why is God going to heal you? Well, because I heard it somewhere. No, that ain't enough. You got to have some scripture backing up your prayer life because where does faith come from? The word. See, I don't, if you ain't got a scripture for it, I don't know if you got faith to receive it. See what I'm saying? Well, where are you going to find all this stuff? You better start working at Google and find out. No, I'm being serious. You better go get them scriptures. Put in. Well, I don't want to do this. Well, then be like all the status quo Christians that don't get nothing. They ain't even got no hope. They got no excitement. They come to church, they're half dead. They ain't got no excitement for the word of God. They're just trying to hang on. Preacher, can you get me the next week? Preacher, can you just get me through the next week? Let me just get in next week. Bump that next week business. I, who's part of the dominant church, the triumphant church? The church that say, well, you know, not everybody thinks like this. They don't get so excited. Just go give me sermons and make me happy. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? You got to win. How are you going to win? You put the word of God in your mouth. It's like a sword in your mouth. My God in heaven. You know, I told me the other day, I said, my God in heaven. We were talking, me and Miss Kathy were talking. She came here. I said, I don't care if Jesus Christ comes walking through the wall and scales the hell out of a couple of people. That ain't cursing. You know what I mean? Come walk right through the wall. Say, glory to God. Here he is. Praise Jesus. What are you going to do with that? Some of your lost loved ones need Jesus. They need Jesus. I, I, I prayed one time. We interceded. Somebody called me up. They said, they fell on the floor in the middle. I'm telling the guys on the street, we were interceding for these people to get the presence of God and something happened. And I knew it was coming to the end. It was a big pain. And the guy called me up and the lady called me and said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what happened? He said, she fell in the middle of the floor started screaming out to God. You know, James will tell you. You know James that comes to church? You know James? You know Dennis knows James. You, some of you know James. James is son-in-law for the one season life. He got stuck. He was walking down the street and got stuck, couldn't move, and cried out for God. They were believing God for the kid. Uh, you ask him the testimony, he'll tell you. They called the paramedics. They thought he was losing his mind. He got stuck. Jesus, Jesus. They thought he was crazy. They said, what's wrong with the kid? He's losing his mind. He won't move. He's screaming in the middle of the street. They called the ambulance for him. Got saved. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When you get serious with God, God will get serious about the stuff you're serious about. That's what I'm talking about, encounters with God. But you ain't got no scriptural proof. How you, you know, They don't look like they're saved. You'll quit on that thing. You got to go back to the Word. It don't look like none of this stuff's working. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like this work. How, somebody got the Word. Somebody got the Word. I'm believing God for family salvation. Next thing you know, people start getting stuck. 
<laughs> hey, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care how you get in, just get in. You know what I'm saying? Someone said, well, they slipped through the gate. I'm just happy we got on the other side, bumped the gate. You know what I'm saying? Are you getting that? Did you pull that in? Here, right, watch this. Two, step number two. You got to ask God what you want. I, how many know you got a lot of talking to do in prayer? You know, I know everybody's like, well, you know, when you go to the presence of God, you know, you got to get in there and let God speak to you. You're sitting in a quiet room. See, people, what is this? Go in your, go in your, get in your quiet time and go in a quiet room and wait for God to speak. Oh, my God. Who teaches this stuff? Get in a quiet room. And just wait for God to speak to you. Four years later, you're sitting in a quiet room. You hear Jack. What kind of thing is this mess? God ain't never spoken. I'm going to tell you what. I don't know if God has ever really truly spoken to me in an atmosphere. where It's always like in the going or something. Like You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> how many of you did this? Hey, God, I got a question. And he turned around and said, by the way, let me help you understand that. No, man. No. Half the time you like, God, I got 52 questions. He's like, good, I'm giving you no answers. Just trust me. I'll come back in a week and give you some of that stuff. Now, some of you get comfort. You understand. And God does speak. You understand. I'm being a little funny. But you know what I'm saying? You go in a room and you're busy. I'm just going to get in a qu my quiet place. Oh. You ain't hearing nothing. You're like, man, I'm falling asleep. Quiet place. No. Go in there and be like, all right, God, look, here's the deal. I know what you said. The devil knows what I said. Now prayer is more declaration because my prayer time is not just me sitting in there going, God, now I'm worshiping God, but I'm coming. I don't know about you, but isn't your prayer life more of a confession in the moment in the earth than it is just an intimate place with God? That's the legal side of prayer, as I see. You're going in there praying for your loved ones. You're going in there praying for God. Now you have the intimate side with God where you worship him, you love on him, you tell him how great he is. That's cool. But guess what? There's that other side where you come in and go, hey, God, this is what it says in word. I'm going to prosper and be good. I'm going to be well and whole. I declare and decree. I got confession in my mouth. I got believe I receive when I come on, right? I believe I receive when I pray. Now, here's the problem. A lot of you got too much repeating going on, okay? Because you only got to tell God once. I'm telling you now, this prayer of faith stuff is legit, but you got to release faith. That's the problem with most people. They don't release faith when they pray, so they got to go pray the same prayer 150 times. You know, Wigglesworth said this, if you prayed the same time, if you prayed the same prayer seven times, you prayed six times on belief. Now, here's the thing. I like this, too, and I wrote this down. They said this was so good. Ask a different way, but don't ask the same thing over and over. I like that. Write it down. That's a little million-dollar nugget. Ask a different way, but don't ask the same way you did the first time. Now, you understand what I mean by that? It's okay to be like, God, thank you for that financial break, whatever it is. Say you believe in God or thank you for healing my body. You know what I mean? But you can ask a different way, but don't ask the same way. Does that make sense? That's okay. That's just a different, that's a different way of looking at it. Like, you know what I mean? You might be like, Lord, you know, I'm believing God. Now, let me explain it like this. Say you believe in God for something, right? Say you believe in God, um, I don't know, for healing in your body. You know what I mean? That you go in there, right? Jesus, thank you. I'm healed by your stripes. You go in there, right? Then you look at Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost and power, went about doing good and healed all those oppressed of the devil. Thank you, Lord. I'm free from the curse of the law. 
I'm coming in through Galatians 3. I'm coming in Acts 10.38. I'm coming, I'm coming in every angle I can. But guess what? I'm asking for the same thing, but I'm asking a different way. Thank you, Lord. I'm redeemed from the curse. Jesus became a curse on a tree. That's why I'm well and whole in my body. I'm redeemed by his stripes. I'm whole. And God, what? Thank you for Acts 10.38. God anointed Jesus now. Holy Ghost power. Remove the oppression of the devil. I'm free from the oppression of the devil. That's why I walk healthy. See it? I got the same thing, healing, but I got three different ways of going to God. Now I got the thing surrounded, for crying out loud. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Jesus Christ made a curse for me. He took curse to everything that hanging on the tree. He took the curse for me, so I took the blessing on me. I'm blessed. Now I got angles. Same stuff, different angle, word. Now I got multitude of witnesses. See what I'm saying? And then you got to eventually got to walk it out. Is that okay? Listen, here's a big one. Your heavenly Father knows what you need. Look at Acts 6. Look, I'm sorry. Look at Matthew 6.32. 6.32. You all right? You doing okay? Your heavenly Father knows what things you need of all these things. See that? Your heavenly Father what? Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but he also tells you in John 16, 24. Write these down. And ye shall receive that your joy may be full. But you got to ask. Did you get that? Look at John 16. <laughs> go to John 16, 23. And in that day, John 16, 23. You're going to see this, 23 and 24. Want to see it? And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily I say to you, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. What have you been asking the Father in Jesus' name? Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. See it? That's, five, that's 1 John 5, 14 and 15. I think that's one of the best scriptures for prayer. Can you go to 1 John 5, 14 and 15? <coughs> You're gonna love it. This is the confidence that I have in him that I've asked anything according to his will. I know he hears me. Look at first John 5 14. You gotta see this. And when you see this now, you gotta understand this. She'll give it to you. This is the what? Confidence. What's the confidence? If I ask anything according to his, what's his will? Now we're getting somewhere. So I got I'm gonna show you something. Well, I gotta pray the word, preacher. Because you ain't going to have no confidence if you don't pray the word that what you said God's going to do. You understand that? So I got to find scriptures. Because I'm confident God wrote the book. <laughs> I'm just giving back his book. That's Isaiah 55, 11. Whichever what you send it, it shall prosper therein where I put it. It's coming from you. It's going back to you. It's going back to God. Just stay here. This is the confidence that we have in him. Did we ask anything according to his he hears me. God hears his word. God hears his word. You know what? I'm going to say something here. This might sound so unorthodox. I don't even know if it's right, but I could care less. God might not hear you, but he'll hear his word. Because you're talking all this unbelief and junk. You think God's going to receive that stuff? God ain't listening to that. Now, listen, he got compassion for you, but he ain't move, you ain't moving God with that stuff. But here's when results come. Now, obviously, God here, you could be crying your eyes out. You understand what I'm saying. But God ain't moving on that mess. Thank God he didn't move on to some of that stuff you said. You know? 
You know what I'm saying? You, me, everybody, like, you know. He hears me. Look at 514. This is good, too. Y'all know this, but you need to say it. And if I know that he hears me, whatsoever I ask, I know I have the petition I desire him. So how do you guarantee God hears you? Find it, give him back his word. See it? It's important. Look, you want to see another one? Matthew 7. <coughs> Excuse me. Matthew 7, 7. Look at this one. 7, 7, and 8. Ask, and what? You get that? Seek, and ye shall knock, and it shall be. See, it ain't like ask and keep on asking nine million times. That's not what he said. He said, ask, and it shall be. Seek, and ye shall knock, and it shall be. Look at eight. Here we go. For everyone that asks, and he that seeketh, and he that knocketh. So, man, is God, God seems like he's more on the side of giving you prayer than not giving you prayer answers. So why in the world does this stuff seem like it's harder than it is? We complicate it with unbelief. Just ain't scriptural. It's almost like this. I'd go and do it, God, you did it, done it, go. I'm telling you. See, here's what I think we've got to do. We have to have more, more of a scriptural brace to prayer. Ask God for the things you want and need. And then believe that you have them. Remember Mark 11, 23 and 24? Y'all know this stuff. It's a refresher. Remember I told you that? Mark 11, 23 and 24. Whosoever shall say. Now look, this one's, a, this one's a hot one. Whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast to sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever says shall come to pass, he shall whatsoever says. 24. Boom. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive, and you shall have them. When you pray, believe you so if you believe you receive when you, then what in the world you got to keep asking the same thing for? But how many times we need to hear that again? Because how many times you pray for the same thing? God, you you just like, ha, ha, ha. You know what messes you up? Worry. Worry. And they didn't even worry about God. It's worry about you. Because you know what he is? You're, this is why worry births his greatest problems. When you look in the earth to see whether it's working or not. You look with natural eyes. Don't look like it's working. Now I'm worried. Now I'm asking God all this crazy stuff. I should never ask him if I believe what he said the first time. I'll be all right. But your natural side kicks in, and you get out of the arena of faith. And if you get out of the arena of faith, that's where the enemy's going to play havoc with your head. Don't get out of the arena of faith. Just stay there. I don't care what I see. I believe. I'm telling you. That's how you do it. So then ask God the things you want and need, and then believe that you have them. In other words, when you pray, believe you receive them. And what? Gonna have them. Believe you receive right then when you pray. Amplified Bible says it like this. Whatsoever you ask in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. You've got to believe you got your answer before you get it. Ain't that cool? And what do you do? Get out and thank them. That's what I'm doing your prayers. I'm going to read out every prayer I got. I'm going to read every one of those prayers out loud. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to thank them for the rest of the time out. I'm going to go there every day and say the same stuff over 90 times. You know what I'm saying? Because there ain't no sense in that. Just thank them. He heard me the first time. If I had used faith, he heard me the first time. 
Then there's daily stuff. See, you pray to prayer of consecration different than you pray to prayer of faith. Prayer of consecration is, if it lords be thy will. That was the prayer of consecration Jesus did in Gethsemane. He consecrated his life to the will of God for his life. So there's some things where you don't know the will of God. If it be your will, it's because you don't know the will of God. Hello? How many of you know the will of God for healing? How many know the will of God for your finances? How many know the will of God for your mental state? Come on, somebody. Where you know the will of God, what do you do? What do you do? You stand on the word of God. What do you don't know? What do you do if you don't know? You pray the prayer of faith. For the things you know, you pray the prayer of what? You petition yourself or what? You pray the prayer of consecration. You consecrate to the will of God because, Lord, let it be your will be done in my life. Because certain things you don't know the will of God. Call of God, certain things you don't know. But once you know, guess what you do? You start praying. You stay in that prayer of faith. I believe that I received when I prayed. See what I'm saying? So you got different kinds of prayer. You know this stuff. But it's good to know. So what do I do with different kinds of prayer? Well, you better, you got to know where you're at. Some things, oh, God, the plan of God for your life. You don't know everything. God, let, let your will be done. But where the will of God is known, you got to use the prayer of faith. And you got to believe in sin. See, Jesus, you want to know something funny about Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, he, you ever see this with Jesus? He said, ask the Father and he will give it to you. You ever see that? That was John 16. You ever see Jesus say, ask me and I'll do it? Jesus has asked me and I'll do it for where the will of God is known. In a lot of senses, let me explain this. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick, right? And what? They shall recover. When you do things in the name of Jesus, the will of God has already been discovered. I don't ask it's the will of God for God to heal people. He already said, he said, in my name, cast out devils. In my name, lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. In my name, in my name. You got the name of Jesus. So where the will of God is known, a lot, of, a lot of things you're waiting for in prayer are waiting for the divine command in Jesus' name. Did you get that? A lot of things you're waiting for in prayer are not waiting on your prayer. What are you praying to God for? You do something about it. You got to do something about it. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Like, oh, Jesus, you do, God, you do something about it. He's like, you do something about it. I gave you my name in the earth. That's what are you asking me to do? Authority's got to be released in the earth through believers. You see, remember, my brother, yakety yak, yak, yak. Yakety yak, yak, yak. God's talking to him. He's like, what in the world is this? Yakety, yak, yak, yak. He's like, man, do something about it, God. He used authority and said, go. God said, I can't. What do you mean you can't? He said, he said, you wouldn't. Remember? He said, you wouldn't. No, he said, I couldn't. What do you mean you couldn't? You're God. See, people giving God too much responsibility in the earth that he gave to the church. He gave you the responsibility. You know, they're putting up with the devil. Don't put up with the devil. Take authority over them. Some of this stuff you're praying about, God, do something about it. I was like, you do something about it. I gave you my name and my faith and my blood. Get to work. I commanded the man, declare and decree. What in the heaven? You know what lost people you got to do? Pray, God, I pray for them, and that's it. I bind the devil. I break the some people. Debate the church is, listen to me. The devil's the only one trying to keep these people blind. You got lost loved ones? Don't sit there like, oh, God, do so. God, send the laborer. After you send the laborer once, bind the devil. 
I bind you, devil, you lying, deceptive spirit, trying to keep them blind from the gospel. I break your power, devil, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I break your power in Jesus' name. Go in there and stir yourself up. So, well, I don't think you got to get that excited about it. I do. They're blind. They can't see. So, you know, they just, they'll come around sooner or later. They'll come around now. You come, I bind you. I break your power. And then when you go back and think about it a month from now or something like that, I, I break your power in Jesus' name. I break, I plead the blood of Jesus. Man, you start getting like that, man. You got to use your authority. He said, in my name, you'll cast out devils. He didn't say pray to the Father. See, there's some things we give to God, and God does. And there's other things you got to do because you already know what to do. I don't need to pray the will of God. I don't need to pray to God to heal you anyway. You missed that one. Uh, I got to pray to God to heal you? Give me a break. He already sent Jesus to the cross to heal you. I got to take authority and say what? Get up and walk. You see it? You ain't praying for the stuff. You know, oh, God. Oh, God, thank you. Pray for money? You can't. Yeah, I'm going to tell you now, you ain't going to like this. You can't pray for no money. Now, listen, you can believe, but what you going to do? You going to pray to Jesus to send you money? You going to send counterfeit bills from heaven? Money's in the earth, buddy. You got you to let the devil take his hand off your loot. It's in the earth. What's, what's he going to do? Send a doggy bag? Now, you understand what I'm saying? I need some money. Well, guess what? You better bind the devil from holding the money back in the earth that's rightfully yours. You got to use your authority. You see it? It's the will of God to prosper you. You better believe it. Healing power. Oh, God, heal him. He already healed him. See what I'm saying? Some days we're wasting time when you need to be declaring and decreeing. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, listen to me. People think you're kidding when you talk like this, but it's true. Take your authority. So now, just why, just why I'm like, kind of like, when you go into prayer during this time of praying and fasting, all year long, ask yourself this question. All year long, ask yourself this question. Am I, am, I, am I producing results with this stuff? Or am I just spinning my wheels? You know what I'm saying? You can go in there and say, what's going on? This marriage is jacked up. Okay, stop. You got scriptures. You know what's up. Come on here. All right. God put together no man put asunder. Got me some sugar. Who in the world is causing interference in this marriage anyway? Who's the, who's hate, who hates this covenant I'm in? Oh, yeah, hello. And everybody's in the flesh, and everybody's yelling at one another. Well, man, I'm telling you what. Go in there and go, I, I plead the blood of Jesus over this marriage. And then you start building some non-negotiables. We ain't going to communicate like that no more because the love of God is kind. Put that in there, and you get that thing. You get that agreement. You speak that word, and you get in there, and then you don't allow that nonsense in the house no more. Strife. You ain't going to have to pray long once you clean that act up. He's going to move in. Oh, some of you, I don't, let me explain to you. Some of you, the only reason why you got problems is you had ding-dongs that didn't want to serve the Lord. So I'm going to wonder, well, what happened to me? Don't worry about it. Let's just move forward. Don't beat yourself up over nonsense. See what I'm saying? Not like I got on that bunny trail. I don't know, but you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Well, you know the will of God is sitting there like, don't be quiet about it. Don't pray about it. De declare, declare it. 
You know the will of God is. Those lost people you got in your family, you know, you believe in God. We can come and agree. Matthew 18, 19, if we agree, it shall be done. Find somebody to agree with and say, that's that. Done. Then what do you do? You get a little cranked up about it, bind the devil, break his power. Well, man, Pastor Chris, aren't you giving the devil a little bit more than do? No. No, I'm not. He's in the earth running havoc. Uh, did you hear what I said? He's running havoc, man. And, you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't look at this thing and be like, oh, you know, you know I, I don't believe it's all spiritual. It is. Who's trying to hold this stuff back? Ain't God. So you got an enemy that's trying to hinder it. So what do you do? Who do you think is jerking around with your mind? Who's giving, you, who's giving you these ideas coming in your head? Ain't God. Some of them aren't. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are. Hey, some of them are pleasant. Some of them ain't. Where's that coming from? Listen, I don't want you to be all devil conscious like you run around. Oh, God, the devil's after me. No, I want you to understand you got an enemy. Even though you can't see him, doesn't mean he's not there. And you got to take authority over him. So when you're praying, some things what I'm saying is this, you can't be passing the buck of responsibility on God and your prayer life when you got to start taking authority in the earth and breaking the power of the devil that's trying to hold back this stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You got to get in there and start, start speaking some word. It's very important. We're going, well, you know, praise be to God. No, where the will of God is known, he said, in my name. She said, ask the Father. There's some things you ask the Father about. And there's other things you demand a decree in the earth because you know you got legal jurisdiction based upon the word of God in faith. And you just go, okay, so you got to balance it out. So some things you might not know. I don't know. What you don't know, what do you do? God, your will be done. I don't know. I don't have the, any kind of clue what I'm called to do. God, your will be done with my gift. I don't know. God didn't send down, you know, I looked in the book. I didn't see no Chris 852. This is your gift. I'm just being straight, so I didn't know what to do. I said, God, I'll trust you and take steps of faith. Next thing you know, you see it. Where well, I didn't know. Then all of a sudden, I started saying, well, money, you need money is the thing. And you go, well, money, well, God sent the money. God's like, I ain't sending no money. you got to go claim that money in the earth. Healing power. I was like, man, your body's ill or you don't know, you don't feel right or something like that. Oh, Jesus. What are you going to do, pray Jesus to heal him? Think of the goofy stuff we do. No, can I be serious? I got one right now. It's tight, man. It's really tight. It's not easy, man. There's a life and death thing going on. Oh, pray to God. Everybody wants everybody to pray. Pray for what? What are we supposed to pray? Pray to God. He healed them already. Now, I'm not mad at you, but I'm just saying we do the stupidest stuff in the world as Christians, and we expect to get results, and then we get mad at God when it don't work. Well, pray Get a million people to pray that God would heal somebody that Jesus already healed on the cross. You see where how this goofy is? See what I'm saying? I'm training you. I'm deprogramming this religion we all got. No, don't pray. We are in the will of God. Get up. Break the power of the devil trying to keep that nonsense on these people. And if they're half dead, command life. Life, go back in that. I'm talking to Zoe. God could get in that body. Make that body work. What in the heck? Is it going to work? I'm going for it. I'm going to quit. Well, pray. What are we supposed to pray? Will somebody help me? What do you want to pray? What are we going to pray? Pray that God heals them like God's the God that made them sick. 
Pray that God does something. Like he's the guy that caused the problem. Pray. Pray about what? What are we supposed to pray? God made him an addict. Pray about, pray about what? We know the will of God is not to see people bound. Take authority over the devil. Tell him, get your hands off my loved one. See it? Open the eyes of their under. I demand darkness. That's what it is. They don't see. See what I'm saying? They can't see. They're blind. You were blind, trapped in darkness. The Bible said you were blind and trapped in darkness till a marvelous light shined into you and you believed the truth that was in the hope of the gospel. See it? They're, just, they're lost because they're blind because somebody's keeping blinders. I break your power, devil. See what I'm saying? See, we go into God about prayer stuff, but God wants you to take your authority and let it loose in the earth. Man, I'll tell you, man, when that church starts seeing it, I demand and decree, my God in heaven. You got, see, you got a lot more talking, a lot more talking than sitting in. You be talking. Your prayer life is going to be talking, talk, talk, talking about the kids, talking about the grandkids, speaking the word of God. And there's stuff, let me tell you something right now. You parents better pay attention to me. There's a lot of stuff in your family you don't like what you see. You know what I'm saying? And y'all going to be, y'all don't get too slick and start opening your mouth and get in trouble. Because once you start talking about them kids, do you know what's going to happen? They go, oh, grandma needs to take a step back. She's treading on mighty water now. No, just go in there and pretend you're happy with everything. Oh, praise God, yeah. Yeah, praise the Lord. It's been great. We loved it. We spent the holidays with you. Man, you guys went on a holiday vacation, came back with a 27-page list of 90,000 things they're doing wrong, and you know it's wrong. And the Bible confirms your assumptions. Can I help you? Can I help you? Now what are you going to do, baby? Because the minute you can't, you can't say, Jack, you like, you know... How many of you know, my buddy said something so funny. Don't get mad and do not critique this and don't get mad. He said, bro, I went in that liquor cabinet over my kid's house. He got more booze in there than ABC liquor. <laughs> I said, bro, I can only imagine. <laughs> now, listen, all you drinking people shut up. But just, you understand what I'm saying? As a parent, you don't want to see a kid going down a road that could cause an addiction in their life. That ain't, that ain't settling right with some of you. You know what I mean? You're like, I get a little bit, but they got a problem. I don't condone none of that mess because once you open the door to one thing, the next thing will come and find you. But here's what I'm saying. Stay in my dream here. Stay with me. I said, bro, you can't bring that up. He said, I know. I said, start buying that stuff. Man, I, I, you won't even be out the house. Mama probably in the passenger seat. I bind it. I break it. I loose it. Come on, bro. You bought it. You got to do the work in the spirit because if you start doing the work in the natural, they're going to cut you off. Just like, praise God, it was great, baby. Yeah, like, they smoking pot in here. I smelled it when I came in here. God Almighty, what are we going to do with these kids? Come up. You see what I'm saying? I bind it. I break it. I loose it. I command. I demand. I decree. See, you got to get this thing done in the spirit. We over there. God, you think God want them shot out? God didn't get them shot out. They got shot out on their own. You understand? You got to take authority. What's going to happen when you start taking authority? Things are going to start changing here. But here's the problem with the church. We take authority for three days and go, well, I guess God's not really in. No, that devil will try to wear you out. You keep him in the arena of faith. Say, come on, devil. Come on. Pastor Chris, you're crazy. You're going to tell, yeah, tell him, come in the arena of faith. Come on, bro. Here's what I got to say to you. I bind you. I break your power. I bind. I'm coming back tomorrow and bind you and break your power. You better go because I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to show up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm not going to, oh, praise God. Oh, here's you. Oh, speak to me, Lord. 
kumbaya. Ooh. You feel that breeze? I felt the breeze when the Holy Ghost. Oh, who's angels? I oh, shut up, angels. It's the air condition went on, bruh. Cut it out. Go in there and find out what don't look right. What don't look right. That report don't look right. That report ain't coming from God. Get, you got to get in this thing. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? I'm getting scriptural. But I'm also what? Some of the stuff we prayed about, God gave you authority. Where the will of God is known, take your authority. Man, I ain't being broke another day in my life. The only person trying to keep you broke is the devil. So why do you keep bringing that up? Because you can understand that. Broke, sick, mind. How many of your minds oppressed? Don't raise your hand, man. Where's that coming from? Yes, I had this lady in the church way back in the day. She was funny. She's like, oh, the devil. I was like, what do you do when the devil shows up with all this stuff? She says, I pray. I said, wrong answer. You can't go pray when the devil shows up. Jesus wasn't like, hey. <laughs> Jesus is like, hey, 40 days and 40 nights I've been tempted in the wilderness. Here comes the devil. If you are the son of God, time out. Hang out. Let me go pray. <laughs> Didn't he just pray 40 days and 40 nights? Hey, time out. Hey, devil, time out. If you are the son of God, time out. I'm going to come back with an answer. No, he said it is written, bro. It's written. It's written. It's written. He got his mouth open. Got his mouth open. So when the enemy is coming at your mind, you open your mouth. You can't get quiet. This ain't for, uh, you know what happens Christian people get weak because you don't stay strong in the spirit, and then the press comes in, and you ain't got nothing in your mouth because you ain't loaded up. This is why, this is why you read. See, the church tried to sell you this nonsense. It's so stupid. Read your Bible. Why? Because if you read your Bible, you're going to be good and you get to go to heaven. Now, you're going to heaven anyway. Read your Bible so you get strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So when the enemy shows up, you're so loaded up, you don't go run and pray. I'm already prayed up, bro. Big mistake. Why do you think Jesus went and fasted 40 days and 40 nights? Because the, 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 God knew the devil was coming with the greatest temptation that was ever known to the face of mankind besides the Garden of Gethsemane. And guess what he did? He loaded him up. Why do you think when Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, can you not tarry with me and pray? I need support. Pray, because the temptation I'm getting ready to face is greater than any temptation that any man's ever seen in the earth, and I think I could overcome it, and I need you guys to help me, so can you pray and stand together? And they fell asleep because them weak jokers couldn't get nothing done. Do you just call those guys weak? I call them weak as the day is long, but you ain't going to be weak because you're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But the only way you get there is you got to start reprogramming your soul and tell your soul you're going to eat the word of God like food, and it's going to build a strong soul. You're going to read the word of God. God, you ain't reading the word of God to be some goody two-shoe Christian to go to heaven. You're reading the word of God because it's my meat. It's my food. It's what I live on. It's what I sustain with. You're going to pray. Well, you pray in tongues. Y'all thought it was weird. I don't know why. I don't even know why I'm doing this. What good is this doing for what I got going? Y'all building a strong spirit. And once you got strong word, and once you got strong spirit, and once you got strong you, and once your soul isn't fighting you, when the enemy shows up, guess what shows up? You show The real you shows up 
And you go, this ain't going to be 2020. I'll tell you right now, I ain't tolerating this mess that I tolerated in 18, 19, 17. This junk is over. Let me tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be what I say it's going to be. And I'm not just loaded up in January. I'm not backing up on the truth. I'm going to declare it, decree it, believe it. I'm going to write it down and put scriptures around it and remind God that I know what he said is true and tell the devil you want to fight, you pick the wrong dude because I'm going to knock you out. Now, let me explain that to you. You ain't looking for trouble. Trouble already found you. Where's that money at? Go get it. I bind and break and loose. Who's coming at that marriage? I bind you, devil. God put this thing together. I'm going to start speaking kind words in here. Go home and have a house meeting. Ain't no cussing, no yelling, no complaining. No more. You cause strife, I'm going to put duct tape over your mouth. No strife in this house. No strife in my life. I ain't doing it. All these goofy friends you got that they'll go, can cause you more problems than you get rid of them. I'm, I, I'm a little bit excited. But I'm not excited in a bad way. I want you to win this year. Well, go to giving it to God. Use your authority. Tell, tell situations what to be. Because you got dominion. What are we doing with dominion? Got to use it, man. See what I'm saying? This is prayer. What, what kind of prayer is this? See, the church tried to tell you, you got a war. You ain't got a war. War's over. Battle's done. You won. They know war. The war's over. You won. The fight of faith is this. Hang on to the victory God already gave you. The easiest way I see it, you ever see what you ever watch fighting? Now I, I like a good fight once in a while. Like, you know, on TV. But you ever see the champ? He comes in with the belt on. The other guy's trying to take what's his. You ever watch a fight? Now some of you say, oh, it's brutalistic. It ain't brutalistic. You just pay attention. You got it's a, it's a skill. You ever see the champ? He walks in with the belt on. What's the other guy? He's the opponent. I want your belt. See, you're ready, you're ready to champ. You're the defending champ. You it. So you roll up, you got the gold on, man. Who's the guy on the other side? He's trying to take my belt. I'm not trying to win the belt. I already got the belt. That's how you got to see yourself as a Christian. I already got the belt. I'm the world heavyweight champion of the world because I got Jesus. But that enemy's trying to come and chip at that thing and take your belt. So when you go in the fight, I'm not fighting from a place where I'm trying to gain something. I'm fighting off the offender that's trying to come and take what I got. You see it? He's trying to come and take that healing. You tell that joker, get out of here. Knock him out. But you got to use the word. This ain't a physical fight. He said it's not flesh and blood. But you see it? Stop being like, you are not the champion. I'm trying to get the title. You already got the title. You ain't trying to get something. You already got it. Everybody in that ring is trying to take what my daddy gave me. So don't come in this thing. You gotta, I got to get the money. You got the money. You don't got to get the money. <laughs> you got the healing. You got the victory. What victory? Everyone in that book said I got, I got victory. I got victory over my mind. He's trying to come and take your mind. He's trying to take you. He's trying to take all this stuff. You don't let him take it. Either that was a TV commercial. No more. That's the church commercial. <laughs> Say no discount, double check. He says, I'm the champion. <laughs> I'm telling you. Listen, I know some of you are catching me. He's like, my, he's spazzed out or something. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to get this. We're done. Don't put on God what God does not have responsibility for you to do in the earth. That's your responsibility. 
See it? Take your responsibility and give God what God's supposed to get. What you don't know, put on this. Thy will be done. What you do know, prayer. What do you got to pray about? Well, you should know. Find it <laughs> and find it in Scripture. Right? What do you got to pray about? Find it and find a Scripture. So here's what I'm saying. There is some things I got to pray about. I'll show it to you. It's in John 14, John 16. Jesus said, ask me and I'll do it. Then he says, ask the Father and he'll do it. Well, I'm confused. Who's doing what? Do you ever read it? Ask the Father and he'll do it. What does that mean? Well, there's some things you ask the Father to do and he will do it. There's some things you ask Jesus and he'll do it. You see this? So watch this. So now, I don't know. So now watch this. So here's my prayer position and we're going to go. Ready? Here it is. There's some things I ask the Father and when I ask the Father in prayer, he knows what I have need of. And when I ask what? Believe I receive when I pray. The Spirit-led life. Are you getting this? Look, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that you may abide with you forever. I know where you're going. You found it. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. Keep going. Watch this. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. That's the Spirit of God in you, right? Keep going. Watch this. I says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Keep going. Yet a little while the world sees me no more, but you see me because I live, you shall live also. Now watch this. If you read John 14 and really get to read all John 14 and read all John 16. Okay, that's your homework sign. Jesus says, ask me and I'll do it. Jesus then said, and John said what? He said, ask the Father and he'll do it. You ever wonder about that? So what do I ask the Father and what do I ask you? Now there's some things I ask the Father because he knows what I have need of and he asks. I got a question for you. He's telling himself things you have need of. Ask the Father for your needs. Ask the Father for your needs. Declare and decree where the will of God is known. Now you got to be led by the Spirit there. What do I know to ask? I don't know. Ask for your needs. Ask for your needs. Ask for your needs. Everybody got needs. But what do I got to demand and decree? They go like this. They go like this. Does that make sense? You got to be led by the Spirit of God. God will tell you, you, better, you don't pray about that with me. Go confess the Word of God over that. Go tell the devil. Go speak the Word. <laughs> I believe this. There's some stuff... We're putting on Jesus. That's standing. There's some stuff we're putting on God. That's believing I receive. Time out though. What if I'm putting something on God that I should just take my authority in the earth with Jesus? Nothing's going to happen. He's waiting for you. Yakety, yakety, yak, yak. What are you going to do about it, God? Can't do nothing about it. You got to do something about it. You see it? There's some things you, so what do you got to do? You got to be spirit-led. Let me tell you something about praying. Prayer, praying spirit-led. There ain't no formula to prayer. You know what I mean? Somebody tried to break down, they try to break down the Lord's Prayer and, you know, oh, Father, we say all this stuff. Eh, it's probably great, whatever, but I'm sticking with this. Well, wait, we're not praying for God. So if you need healing in your body, right? We got to pray. You going to pray God to heal your body? He already healed your body. You got to take it and declare and decree. I, I break the power of the devil. Come on. You got some stuff? You gotta pray, you gotta pray about some stuff, you gotta start taking some authority. How about lost people? Take authority. How about that marriage? Take authority. He can put you together. 
Who's trying to separate what God put together? Come on, guys. Your mind? I, you see it? He gave me not a spirit of fear, but what? Love, power, and a sound mind. God gave you a sound mind already. Well, who's trying to make your mind cloudy? Ain't God. Walk in there and go, I got a sound mind. Now tell the devil, beat it. Man, I'm telling you, your declaration this year is going to be stronger than ever. Because we sit passively and pray to God and go, God, you do. God's like, you do. You got authority. You do it. Get in there and do it. Now you prayed about money, right? Everybody in this room prayed about money, me included, right? Pray about money. I, I, go, what are you praying about? Just go, I believe I received. And then what? Tell the devil, remember we taught you how to do this? Claim what you need. Tell the devil, get his hands off your money. He's the only one keeping your money away. Body, right? Don't feel right. Something don't feel right. Something don't feel right. Now, look, some of your stuff wears out. Let me explain something to you. If you don't get a creative miracle, some of you got to stop this thing, okay? Just hear me. Some things you're going to get, you need a creative miracle for. If you don't get a creative miracle for it, go get new parts. I could care less. Become bionic for all I care. I'm telling you, listen to me. This is where you get myself. Well, brother, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know why. You know, Moses' eyes never grew dim. I could care less if you put bionic eyes in my head. Where I need to use my faith, I'm going to use my faith. I went for it like you went for it. Big deal. If you didn't get it there, get me bionic parts. Get me metal parts. Explain. But you should rightly have divine help. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Some things just happen like that. People get all bound up. Like, my God in heaven, I got to go get a new, I got to go get a new knee. I can care less if you get new knees, new brain. I don't care what you get. Get it. If they got it, get it. You understand what I'm saying? Don't get weird. You understand me? Now, I'm saying go for the best. And if you hit the spot, just get it. But don't go messing your faith up because people mess their faith up. Well, I believe God and I didn't get this. Why should I try to get anything else? Man, bump that stuff. Get some new stuff. Who cares? But go for it. See it? Is that okay? Did you get that? Go for it anyway. Now, here's the cool part, right? So what do I know? What you know, that's what you stand for. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.